Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Oh, they're on the seats again. Awesome. Oh, I love you guys. It's a youth thing. <laughs> well, how are we this morning? Good. Hey, I know Pastor Greg just let the whole church know we don't take up physical offerings, but we are this morning. So, <laughs> so um, on your seats around you somewhere, uh, you might find one of these uh, half for the house offering uh, slips. And pretty much this is the heart for the house offering service. And um, ever since this church has started from year one, this church has taken up a love offering, a building offering, a heart for the house offering. We've named it many things um, over, the, over the 19 years um, that we have um, been, you know, been, been, been here. And every single year, we say the exact same thing. Well, I haven't always said the exact same thing, but I've learnt to, um, from, you know, Pastor Greg and, and Robin that, you know, it is pointless to try and do God's job for him. <laughs> it's pointless to try to twist people's arm and, you know, get creative. And I'm a very creative person. Um, I have, I'm the ideas guy. Um, I can come up with all the ideas on how I think that it could work. And um, I just know year after year, you know, you come up with ideas and Greg's like, no, nah, this is what we do at church. We say, hey, pray, listen, and obey. We pray to God and we say, hey, God, what do you want us personally to give to the Heart for the House offering? We hear and we just obey. That's what it is. And we've done it every single year. And it's amazing that every single year, God comes through and um, it's phenomenal that everything that you see here today is from the generosity of this church, of the people, from you sitting in these seats um, today. So um, just before I do start this morning, I just want to honor, um, you know, everyone here in the room that, you know, every building that you see, that you're sitting in, um, there's, a, there's a mortgage on the land, but every single building, every single bit of metal that you see has been built because of the offerings that you guys have given. So, hey, why don't you give yourselves a clap for that? So, welcome to the Half of the House Legacy um, Offering Morning. And as I said, it's a great honor to, to, preach, this, to preach this message um, today. And I'm going to start in Matthew 13, 31 to 33. And it says this, it says, He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. So that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Now, when I read, um, you know, when I read this parable, I look at the mustard seed and, and, and I look at the yeast and, and, I, and I think of it as potential. Can everyone say potential? Potential. It's a great word. And because if that seed was never 
planted, there would never be a mustard, a mustard tree, right? If that yeast was never put into the 60 pounds of flour, that's a, I think it's like 27 kilos of flour. That's a lot of flour. I know, right? That's quick maths, hey? Um, I did my research before. I'm not that smart. Um, but 60 pounds of flour, just would be 60 pounds of flour sitting on the bench. If that yeast never went into the flour, it would just be flour. And if the seed never got planted, it would just be a seed. You know, and I think that we live in a world of so much unfulfilled potential. That there's so much potential in each and every one of us. There's so much potential in, 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 in this church, in, in the churches you and me remember. And this, the, the meaning of potential is this. It is, is capable of being or becoming. So potential is, 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 the, the, is that we are capable of being or becoming something. And I love this thought of, you know, what are we capable of? You know, what are we capable of becoming or being? You know, what are our kids capable of becoming and being? You know, what is this church capable of becoming and being? You know, the key but to both of these parables is not the seed and it's not the yeast, but it's the person who plants it. Because if, if the person, if, if, that, if that man never planted the seed, and if that woman never got the yeast and put it into the flour, as I said, it would be a seed and just some flour on the bench. So the key to both of these parables is you and me. You know, Jesus is showing us that we all have a part to play on what he wants to do here on earth. That you and me are the ones that actually make the difference. That the seed has all the potential in it. But until we grab that seed and we plant that seed, we're not going to see the fruit or the potential of what is actually in it. You know, you're, we, we are the only ones that can take control of that seed. That You know, I, I just picture here today that I was going to give everyone a seed, but then I thought, you know, it would have gotten, gotten messy and it would have been seeds all over the floor at the end of church and would have felt like a wedding at the end. Everyone would have thrown them. I'm like, no, we won't do that. Um, but if I gave everyone a seed here today, if you can just picture holding a seed in your hand, and I didn't tell you what that seed was. Your mind would go crazy, unless you were like a person that knew all about seeds. Um, your mind would go crazy. Your mind would anyway think about, I wonder what this is going to become. You know, I wonder what, what, what this seed could be. I wonder when I plant it and I water it. And, you know, 10, 15, 20 years on, what type of tree or bush or 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 plant this seed would become. And I want to encourage you here this morning that this actually, this is us. I'm looking out this morning and I'm just pitching you all the seeds. Yeah, there's little seeds all sitting on the, on, the, on, the, on the chairs. But what I see in this church is so much potential. That there's so much in each and every single one of us, that if we continue 
to plant ourselves in the house of God. We continue to plant ourselves in God's Word, plant ourselves in His worship, plant ourselves in the things that He has for us. The potential in this room is unlimited. You know, and I think that this is exactly how legacy works. That we are the part that turns something small into something incredible. You know, we see this all the time, something small turning into something incredible. Each and every one of us, I was looking around the room to see who's in there, but started really small in our mother's womb. We started from a sperm and an egg. They are microscopic. They're tiny. But from these small things created us. You know, we, we, we see this in nature all the time. Every single tree that you can see has been planted from a seed at one point in time that has grown into this phenomenal thing. You know, every single business in this room, every single business in the world would have started from a seed, a thought, and then turned into something bigger. Every single church that has ever existed started from a seed, through through a man and a woman of God stepping out saying, hey, I've got something in me, (laughs) and I'm going to take the chance to go and plant this thing and see what comes out of it. So the first thing that I want to encourage is this morning, that legacy is what remains beyond you because of what you choose to do today. You know, a lot of things that we choose to do today will outlast and outlive us. That the mustard seed um, that is planted will outlive the planter, but the legacy is theirs, and that legacy will live on for as long as that tree is there because it was planted. That what God has planted for us on this earth will actually outlive our time on this earth. And I love this thought because it's such a selfless way to think that um, what I'm doing today and sowing into today isn't really about me, but it's about the next generation to come. That I may never see all the fruit of the decisions and the things that I do today, but I'm believing because of the decisions and the actions that I choose today that my children and their children and their children and their children, it's a great song, I should write one, and their children are going to see the benefit of the actions that I choose today in this season. That legacy is all about something outliving me, outliving you. That's what legacy is all about. You know, how good is it that we serve a God and that we've been created to live a life that's not about me? How good is it that we've been created by a God to live a life that is more than just us? That we've been created to live a life that is, that is, that, that I am not the, the main character in my story, that my life doesn't revolve around me, that that your lives don't revolve around you, but our lives, we've been created and we serve a God that our lives are actually about others. How cool is that? That we serve a God where our lives are actually here 
for others, to love God and to love others. You know, my life and your lives will actually live on in others. I love this, that I'm here today as a product of the legacy that has gone before me. My parents, my mentors, my pastors, the people who prayed into my life and spoke into my life. And it's the legacy that's gone before that makes it possible for me to be here today. How cool is that? That because of that, I get to stand here on this platform today and, and, and preach, preach to an to a absolutely phenomenal church. You know, it is, it is outstanding and it amazes me all the time how I'm here. But the reason, the only reason I am is because of what has gone before. And I love this, that because of my life, someone else, and because of your life, other people are going to be able to live out their potential because of the legacy that lives on through you. So the question is, isn't, will we leave a legacy? The question is, what legacy are we going to live? leave? What legacy are we going to leave? We all leave something. Are we going to leave a good one? You know, God is a generational God. You know, he used to, or he, he does, he introduces himself as, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is a generational God. You know, each generation has to do their part in their moment of time to continue the legacy that's been given to them. We are responsible in the time that we have to continue the legacy of what, has been given to us. You know, you might not come from an amazing line of legacy, but I want to encourage you today that one can start with you. <laughs> that a legacy can start with you. You know, I want to have a look at um, another generational line here today, and we look at Jesse, David, and Solomon. So Jesse was David's dad. And if you've heard of David and Goliath, that was King David. So if you grow, if you didn't know who, who this, you know, Jesse or David was, Jesse was King David, the guy who killed Goliath's dad. All righty, you with me? Okay, good. <laughs> so Jesse didn't really leave an amazing legacy to David. Let's have a think about this for a second. When Samuel came and said, so um, Samuel was going to find the next king, okay? And he walked into Jesse's house. He said, hey, bring out all your sons. Jesse brought out all of his sons except for David. He wasn't even thinking about David. David was just a shepherd boy. David was this dude that, Seem like Jesse didn't even, he probably cared, but he didn't really even think of <laughs> as someone who was going to be able to do much with their life, right? That if, if you know, someone's coming to choose the next, next king, you'd be like, hey, you know, I've got to get my best. I've got to get my best out here. And Jesse didn't even get called, I mean, sorry, David didn't even get called into the room. <laughs> he was still out in the field doing his thing. You know, Jesse sent, David, 
I was just thinking about this the other day. He sent his youngest son to war <laughs> to bring his brother's lunch. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I was thinking about this as there was a, you know, fight going on down the street or, a, you know, a war going on. I'm like, hey, Hugo, <laughs> got some peanut butter sandwiches here. Um, you just bring it down to your brother on the front line for me. <laughs> Hope you get back soon. <laughs> I'm not ragging on Jesse this morning, but I'm just thinking that, you know, he didn't really think much of David. But obviously, the story goes on, and, and Samuel's like, hey, no, 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 there's another one here. Where, 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 where's someone else? No, David? Surely not him. <laughs> Don't know, maybe you felt like that before in life. Oh, surely not me. Surely not you. Oh, no, 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 that, that, no, no, it couldn't be me. I believe that God's here this morning saying, you know what, no, it is you. (laughs) That you have the opportunity today to start the legacy that you want for your family and your kids and their family and their family and their family. But anyway, I'll keep going on. So the story goes on and David killed Goliath. About 10 years later, became king. And from that, David is the benchmark for every single king in the Bible that ever lived after David. That a legacy wasn't really given to him, but because of the life that David lived and the choices that he made, the legacy that he left, that every single king after David was compared to him. And I, and I, and I love this, that you know when, when he died, they reckon that he was worth about $500 billion. That's pretty cool, hey? $500 billion that, that, that David would have been worth that, that he left to Solomon. And, but it wasn't just the money that was amazing, but it was his legacy that he left because his name, David's name still, 250, maybe 300 years later, God was saying, hey, I, this is in 2 Kings, he talks about, hey, I won't, um, is, there, is there a slide up there for it? It's in 2 Kings 19.34. He said, I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. So this scripture comes about 250, 300 years later on. David, because of the legacy that he left, the punishment that they deserved, they weren't getting because of who David was and the legacy that he left. That's amazing. Imagine, I was just thinking about this last night. Imagine if the legacy that I lived would still be making a difference 200 years from now, (laughs) 300 years from now. We're still talking about him thousands <laughs> of years from now. That's amazing. You know, God is so interested in this generation. He's so inter- interested in us and what we do today because he cares so much about what we're leaving for the next generation. He cares so much because of what we're going to do for the next generation. You know, what we invest into ourselves becomes a memory, but what we invest in others becomes a legacy. I'm going to say that again, that what we invest into ourselves becomes a memory, 
But what we invest into others becomes a legacy. You know, that amazing bottle of wine, one end out the other becomes an amazing memory. (laughs) That amazing meal, that amazing holiday is an amazing memory. Hey, let's do this stuff. But let's not make the memories our life. Let's make what we sow into others and the legacy that we leave our life. I love a memory. (laughs) I'm all about the mems, right? (laughs) The youth know what that means. (laughs) So do you. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I try to be cool all the time, but I never land it, do I? (laughs) I have like my biggest support team down the front here. They tell me I'm cool all the time. It's a sin. Um, so <laughs> what? <laughs> the memories are amazing. I love them. But let's not build our life around memories than what we sow into ourselves. Let's build our life around legacy and what we sow into others. Because the problem with the legacy that David left Solomon was that You know, he became even richer, right? But he squandered what David left with him in his relationship with God. He ended up having 700 wives and 300 concubines. (sighs) I have one amazing wife. (laughs) A thousand. Wow. But you know what? Because of it, the nation turned its heart hard towards God. And what this is telling me is that, you know what? We're only one generation. We're only one generation away from the church not being relevant. We're only one generation away (laughs) that our kids aren't going to grow up in church. We're one generation away that the name of God may not be as important to this country, to our lives. And this is why I so believe it's so important that we are a church that leaves a legacy for the next generation. That we're not here for the memories. <laughs> we are, they're amazing. But we're here for what we sow and what we build into the generations to come. You know, my third point this morning, my whole message this morning is about the legacy of the trailer. The legacy of the trailer. This is where I'll cry. I said I was not going to do this today. Come on. Okay, the legacy of the trailer. (laughs) You know, if you're in this church today, it's important to know (laughs) where we've come from. And the reason we're here today is because of the legacy of others.
I have this. The only reason we're here, I'll just face this way, is because of the legacy of others, okay? <laughs> that this church um, was planted out of Macquarie Life Church about 20 years ago. And there was about $15,000 raised. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They bought a PA equipment. Come on, get in a youth mode. They bought a PA equipment, an overhead projector, some other things that they couldn't start the, the church without. Come on. Get in a youth mode. But you know what? The, everything that this church owned was in this trailer. And we still own this trailer today. Seriously, there's, there's Phil and there's Chris and there's Andy there. Um, you know, the, the legacy of that trailer, everything we owned was inside of that trailer that we used to pack and unpack every single Sunday. It used to, you know, I was talking to, to Ben last night and he goes, I remember driving that to church one day and it unhooked and smacked into the back of my car and nearly lost everything <laughs> that the church owned. Imagine being that guy, turned up the church, or he was in charge of bringing the trailer like, hey, you know everything we owned? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> like seriously, that's how easy it would have been for our church to not have anything anymore because everything we owned was in this trailer. You know, I thank God for the people back then that chose to put in the hard yards to set up and pack up every single weekend. We used to do youth on a Saturday because it was easier for us to um, not have, you know, so we could just have the, the hall. Greg's a very good businessman. He probably worked it out, so it was cheaper that way. But, um, <laughs> but we used to do youth on a Saturday night and then clean it up and then pack up on Sunday. Seriously, crèche. We used to do crèche in the back of that trailer. <laughs> that, that was our crèche room. It was, I promise you. <laughs> that was our crèche room. Someone said to Tristan the other day, yeah, we came to church for a while, and but, you know, Christ was in the back of a trailer. <laughs> so, <laughs> but hey, we love your church still. <laughs> you know, thank God for the legacy. Just as the band comes, I'm done. But <laughs> that, thank God for the people that sacrificed and the energy. Because of it. <laughs> Look what we have now. It's ridiculous. Like, I know that we take what we have for granted. We're human and it's so natural. I go to a lot of churches and we are so blessed with what we have. I know a lot of you have been in churches over the years and there's not many churches that can say that they own <laughs> Every building that you can see. You know, I know pastors that don't sleep at night because they're worried about the next check they've got to pay to the bank. They're so stressed out because of the loans and everything that they, they've done. But because of the legacy that's been left that we can sit in this church today and we have phenomenal facilities. Not that it's about the buildings, 
But at the same time, it is. <laughs> because we're leaving a legacy for the next generation to continue to worship God. We're leaving a legacy for my kids and for your kids and for your grandkids and for their kids. That they're going to look back and go, oh, remember when we just had this tiny little church hall? <laughs> remember when, you know, only like 200 people could fit in here? Wow. Look what we have now. You know, that's, that's going to be our legacy. <laughs> that we leave. So this morning, I just want to give you some, some space, some time. There is a card on the, the seat around you if you need one. You can just put your hand up. If you need a, a pen, you can just put your hand up and the service team will, will get that to you. But we are going to take up an offering this morning. And you don't have to do this right this second, by the way, that you can, as, as I said, pray about it um, if you haven't already. But if you already have, I want to encourage you this morning. Just to, We're going to take up that offering this morning. Legacy is about the past. Legacy is about the future. But most important, legacy is about today. We're going to play our part for the next generation. You know, I want to honour Robert and Greg this morning because of the legacy that they're leaving. But I also want to say, we're not going to stop here. We're not going to squander what's been left. But we're going to continue the legacy for generations to come. Amen? And we can commit to that. That we're going to continue this legacy for generations to come. I'm just going to pray. We'll take that offering up and we'll finish with a song. Is that all right? God, we just thank you so much for this church. We thank you so much for legacy. God, I thank you for the potential that's in this room and every single person, everyone that maybe can't make it today, maybe everyone watching online this morning, that I just thank you for the potential that is in each and every one of us. God, I just pray that we can make a decision to plant that seed, plant that seed in you, that we water it, that we do everything we can to see that God potential in our life come to pass. God, I thank you so much for legacy. I thank you so much for the generations. I thank you so much for the generations that have gone before. And I thank you for where we are right now, but I thank you for what's to come, God. God, I just, I just speak and prophesy over our kids' church, Lord God. I thank you for the kids. I thank you for the next generation that's coming through, God, that they're going to learn what it means to have a meaningful, authentic, personal relationship with you, God. That they're going to be filled with the Spirit that they know that God lives in them. God, I speak over our youth ministry. 
I thank you, God, for, for, for the leaders, Lord God, and for the youth that are in our youth ministry today, God. But I thank you for what's to come. I thank you for the next season for our youth, Lord God, that they're going to be the next leaders in this church, God, that they're going to continue to grow in this relationship with God, that the potential in each and every single one of them, Lord God, is going to continue to flourish, that they're going to continue to, to turn in to those, to those phenomenal trees, Lord, those, for that phenomenal fruit that you have for each and every one of them. God, over our young adults and young families, God, I just pray over their lives, God, that as they're, they're raising their kids, that you continue to protect them, God, that you continue continue to give them the, the strategies, Lord, for what it is to raise a family, God. And I just speak a blessing and favor and peace, Lord God, and prosperity, Lord God, over that generation, Lord God. And I just thank you for every single generation after. God, I thank you for what they've sown into this church, God. I thank you for the time, the energy, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the finances, God, that they have sown into this church. And I just pray that in the next generation to come, that we say yes to what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.